Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, everyone. It's Ekene here, and it's another episode of the Iconic Womanhood podcast. Today, I wanted to share more on something that I mentioned in the last episode during the interview with Leah Frazier. We were talking about image and confidence, and one of the things I talked about was something around the somatic parts of confidence. And I got a few questions, so I wanted to debrief it, kind of talk it through. So in particular, I had shared a story, and I don't know if you've seen uh, this image floating around on my social media, but I had done a photo shoot, I've done a couple of photo shoots. Highly recommend, actually, that women should do photo shoots. I really do think that you should do at least one, and especially if you're in transition. And I'm talking about a photo shoot for you, not necessarily the family shoot, and, uh, you know, or a work group shoot. I'm thinking a photo shoot that's for you, where you are the center of attention, where you are getting dolled up, all of that. There's something around that and I'm going to talk about what that means, you know, in the somatic conversation about confidence. So I had done that. I've done a few of those. Typically when you run a business and and you are the brand, you have to represent the brand. So as to one of the things I was doing, I had hired a stylist actually and hired a publicist, a PR person to help me express my brand. And so as we were coming up with the mood board, there were some suggestions made. And one of them was this idea of switching it up. I typically look the same way. I am a bit of a creature of habit, right? So I have a couple of go-to looks, a couple of signature looks, but she really encouraged me to switch it up. and, And she got me in this blonde wig Can you just imagine a blonde bob wig with fierce, like, fire engine red lipstick? (laughs) I laugh as I think about it because the truth of the matter is I'm not likely to wear that look ever again in life. Like me walking around, I might do it for another photo shoot, but just not day-to-day. It's not my day-to-day, but there was part of me that it was true to. And it did do something because when they put it on at first, I I looked at myself in the mirror. I felt so not like me. It felt inauthentic. I I, I immediately balked. And I said, no, 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 I can't do this. This isn't me. And they kept, you know, come on, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. And so I did try it. I said, okay, let's take a look and I'll see how I I look and how I feel. And if we don't like it, we'll scrap it. And so I tried it. And as the music was going, and I have some video on my social media. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Refresh With Ekene. And I have a video where I'm kind of dancing to the song, and they're taking the photos, and I'm really feeling. You know how Beyonce says, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, right? And I'm in that moment feeling myself in a way that I hadn't done before. And a shift occurred. And I knew that I had captured 
an element of confidence that wasn't available cognitively, but somatically. And I said, ah, okay, okay, I get it. And it, it was an awareness for me and a learning. And I want to share that with you. So let me start by talking about confidence and the different sort of elements, right? I have a class that I teach on authentic confidence. And in this class, what I really do is focus on you connecting to a number of pieces of confidence. One of them is the cognitive piece of it, where you recognize what you have been able to do and what you bring to the table and your value. You recognize that from a place of your intelligence, from your thinking area right? So it's cognitive. The other piece that I talk about is Godfidence. As a woman of faith, one of the things that is a center for my confidence is the center, to be quite honest, everything else floats around this, is recognizing that simply because I am a child of God, I have inherent value. And I also have accountability. I have things that I'm here to do on this earth. I deeply believe that each of us was created with intention. And even the things that we think that are our weaknesses, and our flaws are part of what we are using or meant to use to serve the world and add value to the world. We are here to contribute, not just to consume. And when you focus on contribution and you think about what I'm here to bring to the table, it will bring you to a measure of confidence that has nothing to do with what other people think about you and everything to do with the reality that you were created by a divine being who saw fit to craft you with intention, beautifully beautifully and fearfully made, and therefore that is worthy of celebration, and you can walk confidently in that. So those are two big things, right? So I talk about that spiritual shift into confidence and this cognitive shift into confidence. But then there's this somatic piece of it, right? You know, the cognitive, you recognize, you think about it, you write it out, you do the affirmations, the self-talk, all of that. But then there's the somatic piece, which is this feeling it in your body. It's what it feels like, right? And and learning to recognize how to create those somatic shifts and hold on to it. So the story I told about me and the blonde wig in the photo studio was me sharing a shift that I had, right? And truly speaking, something happened. Something happened then. And I remember feeling I'm a bit changed. In fact, there were a series of somatic shifts that I experienced. And uh, you know, somewhere planned and somewhere unplanned. And and I'm someone who's very focused on self-awareness. And, and so when there's a shift, I often will make note of it. Oh, okay. There was a shift there. Oh, okay. Because you're constantly evolving. Anyone who tells you that they're, that, you know, they're it, they're at the pinnacle, they're, that they're excellent. They're, that's it. They have, they quite frankly have no idea because the human condition is one where you're constantly evolving. You're constantly getting better. You're constantly going to be shifting and leveling up. So I had that shift and I want to share with you some of the things that you can use to create these shifts that come out of this somatic space of feeling. And it really is going to be about experiences. This is one of the reasons why whenever you come to any of my retreats or my live events that are not specifically master classes, but even in the master classes, we try to bring in experience because I recognize how powerful experience 
is as a teacher, right? We know you heard this adage said experience is the best teacher. People people often think about that in terms of when you go through a difficult experience, it teaches you, but it is true regardless. And so if you can add an experience, it grounds the learnings because there's that somatic shift because you're feeling it in your body. And so it, at our retreats, we really go into experiences, right, from pushing people out of their comfort zones. Well, not pushing. We never push. We gently guide, gently guide. <laughs> Just like the ladies that came back from Puerto Rico that were part of the Platinum Experience, they gently guided. They were gently guided to go nighttime kayaking, right? And then the people who are... Um, the other ladies who were part of the gold experience, they had this wonderful experience in old San Juan and tasting and feeling and walking around and just experiencing the architecture. That's all part of the somatic shift. And next year, when we come to Atlanta, my city, we have some incredibly incredible things planned. Regardless of what ticket you choose to buy, you have to be in the room. This is one thing that you need to invest in for yourself. So, we have some great experiences and I put experience into all of these things because we know that experience changes our brain before we thought your brain was your brain right and your brain told you what to feel but now we understand that our brains are plastic and so they move and change and and evolve in relation to what we think in relation to what we experience so we are constantly changing our brains and our brains are constantly changing us. So it is a loop that we get some control over. And so when you understand that, you recognize how important it is to infuse experiences into your life with intention. So if you are wanting to become more confident, one of the things that you're going to be thinking about in terms of this creating a somatic shift is Confidence is as confidence does. And so this is where the doingness of it has value. You know, we talk about being, and being is very critical, but doing also has value also. So I want to give you kind of four ways to create the shift, to create a somatic shift into being a more confident, iconic woman. And the first is, I already told my story, is try it out. Try some things out. Try something new out. Let yourself feel it. So if you've always been told yourself, I can't dance, I don't dance, I'm not good at dancing, blah, da, 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 da. Let me tell you what you need to do. Can I tell you what you need to do? You need to take yourself by yourself, right? Or maybe with one trusted friend, but someone who is going to challenge you and not allow you to slip back into complacency complacency and maybe go to like one of those salsa nights somewhere where you don't know anyone right and maybe they have like classes or it's just this opportunity to move on the dance floor whatever it is go there and let yourself experience what your body feels like moving let yourself experience it you know just get into it I, you know, oh, let me tell you, let me, let me share. Can I share? Let me share. <laughs> so I have a class. It's actually a Zumba class. And, you know, every so often I'll stream live either on Instagram or Facebook. I'll every so often, like, and I'm going to try and share snippets of it because people ask me all the time. And I take this class for the most part, 
a minimum of four times a week, but really almost six times a week, pretty much. I take it pretty much every day except one. And unless I'm traveling or my work schedule really doesn't allow for it, but I pretty, I'm pretty consistent. And it's with this one particular instructor. And why do I take her class? Because she, it's a little like, I used to call it like ratchet Zumba. (laughs) And I said that with love because, you know, while you might, if you've ever taken Zumba, you know, it's very, it's, it's Latin music, but she brings in a lot of like, you know, uh, there's hip hop. She brings an Afro beat, and then her moves are very. There's twerking. There's a lot of like mm, moves, like sensual moves, like that really connect me to my feminine energy. And initially, when I first started going, right, and this is maybe I started going consistently a year ago. I've been zoombang for years, but. This particular instructor started going a year ago. In fact, I used to go for a while. I kind of stepped away for a bit, and then I got back into it like a year, a year. Yeah, it's been about a year of consistency. Let me tell you. So when I first started, she she can roll. If you've ever seen like the Caribbean wine, the waist type of thing, she can do it with the best and she is a nice thick sister. And so you have a deep appreciation when you see that nice African butt moving and you're like, oh, okay, is this what we're doing? All right. Okay. I'm with it. And I remember when I first started, I had such difficulty and it wasn't about technique because often we think like dancing is about technique. It's not about technique. It's about letting yourself get into it. And now, let me tell you, I'm up there rolling and whining and twerking and in, and loving it, by the way, loving it. You may never catch me outside kind of doing all of that, you know, because one, one, it's just not really part of my day-to-day life. But I love those classes. It's my release. It's a chance for me to really explore that part of me. And it has shifted me. And I see the other women in the class as well. And, and especially because this class is a very body positive class. So it's the women of all sizes. And, and we, we really do honor all, all booties matter. Little booties, big booties, we love them all. Come on in here, right? And you have this community of women who just are loving their bodies, dancing, shaking, and having lots of fun. And it really does something powerful for you when you let yourself feel it. And I've brought people in to visit with me uh, in the class. And when a woman is allows herself to be free to experience it, they typically have a lot of fun. When you are really focused on, it has to be perfect. When you're really tightly wound and you're, you're inhibited, it's difficult because you can't connect to that. And if you are listening to this and you're feeling like, ah, okay, I want you to really hold on to that because there is a power in you that you can't access until you learn to release yourself, until you learn to just be at peace with yourself, until you let go of some of those inhibitions. And I'm someone who was very inhibited uh, at the early part, early years of my life. I don't know if it's after crossing 45, you're like, listen, whatever. <laughs> or after going through a lot of different things in life, you know, sometimes when you go through difficult times, it actually strengthens you because, you know, 
been there, done that, got the T-shirt. It just gives you a certain amount of freedom when things have not gone the way you expected and, and you've given it your all. And then now you're like, okay, well, you know, let me live, honey. Let me live. And, uh, and I think that's where I am right now. Of course, I live in the U.S., which is a very uh, uninhibited you know, well, not quite as uninhibited as some other parts of Europe, but you know that you're you're allowed to be free and encouraged to be free and authentic to some degree. So, but no matter where you are in the world, I really want to encourage you to listen to yourself and ask yourself, what are some things that I want to try? What are some things I want to try and I want to let myself feel? I'm going to try those things. Within reason now, I'm not asking you to do anything illegal or dangerous or damaging to you, anything immoral. I'm not encouraging you to do any of those things. I'm telling you to, to think about what could add value to your life in a, in a positive way that you have always kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And this can be anything from like, like we talk about kayaking, dancing, you know, trying a new food even, you know. One of the things that I will say that I've done and, and really explored this in the last, you know, what decade of my life, I remember initially being someone who was never, would never use words like sweetheart, love. I just, oh, please, darling, like, please, oh my goodness, that's not me. I remember really being, thinking that in my early 20s and, and having a certain way that I viewed myself, but again, not really knowing that this was part of me. And so let me pause here for a quick second and say something, and this is important, and, and this is something that you can tweet, okay? <laughs> Listen, when you first do something, it will feel strange. That first feeling of strangeness is not because it's inauthentic. It's because it's unfamiliar. You have to get through the unfamiliar part first to decide whether it's actually authentic to you. Because anything new will feel strange. And most people mix the feeling strange and they think, oh, this means it's inauthentic. No, it's unfamiliar unfamiliar. So learn to discern between what's unfamiliar and what's inauthentic. So for me, when I, I remember initially just thinking this is who I am, but now I have so much more understanding of myself. And this is why the process of self-awareness is so critical. This is why I, I deeply desire that millennials and even younger Gen Z's Come to this process of, of doing the work, the internal work early, because goodness gracious, if you wait, you end up closing up parts of your life. Like you go through and you age, because life happens and age happens, regardless of what you do. And you miss out on things because if I had known some of the things I know now when I was younger, I don't have any regrets whatsoever because this was my journey and I appreciate my journey. However, I am very passionate about talking to younger women to say, listen, listen, sweetie, listen, Linda. <laughs> Take the time now. Know who you are now. Explore all of that now. Release yourself now. Come into yourself now because I tell you, it's going to make such a difference in everything, the choices you make, the choices you make in the relationships. You know, you may end up choosing somebody who is rigid because you are rigid, but be, meanwhile, deep inside, you're this woman with passion and fire who wants to come out and then it's going to cause chaos later on in your life. You may be able to create a business that is wildly successful in your 
your 20s and your 30s because you have been authentic to yourself versus trying to get into it in your when you're older. There's so many opportunities available to you. If only you would understand the power of investing in yourself now to do that work. I wish I knew. I wish someone told me, but I am so grateful that I am in this thing now and living the life that makes sense to me today. I tell you, when you really connect to your true self, and this and this is really why I'm talking about these somatic shifts, there are parts of yourself that until you feel it, you can't open up those pieces, those little Pandora's boxes, right? And we've always been taught it's a dangerous thing. Listen, you are you. You were created with intention. Everything about you was created. You know, you are crafted, beautifully designed. You can't shut up parts of yourself because you're afraid. God intended for those parts of yourself to breathe and have air because there's magic there. So try it out. Number one, first thing you need to do, if you're wanting to have these somatic shifts into your truly more iconic self-confident self, you are going to be more willing to try things out, new things. Try it out. Try it out for size. See how it feels. If you don't like it, you walk away from it. But if it feels interesting, explore that. If it feels something is shifting, hmm, I'm not sure. Like I know I'm not about to start rocking a blonde wig, but there was something there that I enjoyed. There's something that came out of me that I have so much more peace about. Mm, like there was a piece there that I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel this. I like this. Okay. I can honor this. I want to explore this. So be willing to be an explorer of your own self. Number two, capture the feelings. This is a technique that I have used successfully with many of my clients. And they have used this very simple technique to up-level in their careers, in their businesses, in their relationships. For example, people have used this techniques and attracted the loves of their lives. They have used this very technique and attracted amazing clients. They have used this very technique and attracted promotions. And it's going to sound like completely different from what you would expect. It's going to sound completely different because you might be thinking, you know, all of these things have to do with branding and whatnot, but this is all about feeling. This is you know, more about the feeling and the being. So it's called capture the feeling. And here's what I tell you to do. I tell you to think about what it is you want, like at your highest level. So if you, let's say, want to be a multimillionaire, for example, and you, you know, you want your business to be at that level and you just want to feel just free, what does that, what would that feel like for you? So perhaps you might say, oh, I would feel great because I would be able to be philanthropic and just give, 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 and I wouldn't worry about money at all. Okay. Well, you're not a multimillionaire today, right? But you can capture that same feeling. You can give, 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 and you can stop worrying about money. So how do you do that? Well, you can go and start giving at the level that you can give, whether it's your time, whether it's your uh, your money, but a different, you know, smaller amounts, right? You can give, start to give, and you're capturing the feeling. If you want to feel rich, right, you want to be rich, start by feeling rich, capture the feeling. So one of the 
things you can do is instead of perhaps, you might say if I was a multimillionaire, I would get the very best, always the very best. Well, so perhaps you can't get maybe the most expensive house or the most, the very best house or the, because it's too expensive or the very best car or whatever it is. But you can walk into, for example, maybe a chocolate shop and you can buy one piece of the very best Belgian chocolate or Swiss chocolate that you want. You can buy one piece of it that might be $5, right? Or $6 or something. It's one piece. You can buy that one piece and you can put it on your tongue and you can savor the experience of this extraordinary piece of chocolate. So within your reach, have the very best. If you feel like I want to feel like I can have the very best, you can, but at a certain level. If you want to feel as if I don't ever have to worry about anything, you know, I um, am free, then find something that makes you feel free within your reach. If you want to, if you tell me when I am loved by this amazing person that comes into my life, then what makes you feel really deeply loved? Go do that. Go be there. You know, so if hanging with your four-year-old niece and she's like, auntie, makes you feel deeply loved, go over there. If carrying that baby that just makes you feel deeply loved, go over there. If, if hanging with your dog and, and he's wagging his, his tail or her tail, she's wagging her tail or whatnot, makes you feel deeply loved, capture those feelings. Do more of that. Do more of that. So that's the capturing the feeling. When you feel it, you are it. It is in you. You know, it shifts the way you 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 show up. And we've talked about how experience changes your brain. You will begin to think about things differently. And at the subconscious level, I'm not going to go too deep into the process, like all the stuff behind it. I really go into it when I talk about uh, in my Iconic Woman Mastermind programming, I go deep into it. But just Trust me when I say if you start to capture the feeling and, and build that into your life, you'll start to show differently and then you'll start to attract things that mirror that, that match that. So capture those feelings. Don't sit and say what most people do is they sit and they say, oh, when I lose the weight, when I find the man, when I get the job, I will feel this way and my life will be better. But Often it's not the case because the feeling piece does not necessarily follow the circumstance. The circumstance typically follows the feeling. So if you can train yourself to have the feeling, then the circumstances will come. Number three, act the way you want to feel. So this is similar to capturing the feeling, but not quite. So this is when you determine within yourself, with intention, how you want to feel. Most of us, we... Most people are slaves to their feelings. So a feeling comes through their mind, a thought, and then we feel it, right? We take it and we feel it. A thought comes, oh, I'm not good enough, right? And so we, then we take it and we, we push it into our bodies and we bring it out as feeling. Oh, I don't feel good about myself because oh, you've taken the thought. But just because you have a thought does not mean you have to think it. You get to decide how you want to feel. So I can have a thought, da, 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 da. oh, goodness, I really shouldn't have had that red velvet cake. And I'm going to confess to all of you today, right? <laughs> Yesterday, I had a decadent piece of red velvet cheesecake. My, um, 
my daughter, she went with her friend. She went out for the day and she came back and she said, I got you dessert because they went to Cheesecake Factory. Lord, help me. And one of the things that I happen to really enjoy, which she knows, is this red, they have this red velvet cheesecake mix thing. I am not supposed to be eating cheese, nor am I supposed to be having sugar, but it is almost the holidays. So, c'est la vie. <laughs> right? Uh, so, I was like, thank you. And of course, it's a gift. I'm, I love to receive. So, it was very kind of her, right? So, I could do nothing else but appreciate it by enjoying it. Now, a thought, and, and I, so this is literally like case study. Let me share with you. This morning, a thought came into my mind to make me feel, if I had thought the thought, right, I would have started to feel dumpy and lumpy and unhappy and oh my God, and da-da-da-da, and all of that other nonsense, which is absolute nonsense, right? Yes, of course, I should probably, I am going to, balance it out today by being mindful about what I'm going to take in. I am going to balance it out by doing some exercise as well and, and feeling good in my body. But I'm able to do that because I didn't think the thought. I'm able to do that because I've chosen to act the way I want to feel. So the thought was, oh goodness, you ate the wrong thing. What is wrong with that? Da, 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 all of that. And when you think it, you invite that thought to tea, you just go deep into it and you start feeling like crap. And then it disempowers you actually. But if you act the way you want to feel, well, yesterday's past. I want to feel strong. I want to feel happy. I want to feel vibrant. I want to feel as if, you know, I can do great things. I want to feel healthy. So what does that mean? That probably means for me, a ginger basil, you know, smoothie, right? And when I do my smoothies, I don't put a ton of fruit and I don't use fruit juice. Just little caveat, guys, because a lot of times some of these smoothies that people are drinking are actually really bad for you because they're loaded with sugar. But I'm telling you, let me tell you, this is romaine lettuce. You're getting all of it in this podcast today. Romaine lettuce, ginger, basil, a whole organic lemon, and then you can sweeten with a touch of stevia. I use I use water often for my um, liquid. I don't even add anything else. But you can touch it, sweeten with a touch of stevia or honey, raw honey. And I tell you, all good, clean clean, clean, clean. And so because I want to feel a certain way, instead of allowing myself to be a slave to what I was feeling, I am choosing to act the way I want to feel. I want to feel strong. I want to feel great. I want to feel healthy. So I am acting that way by having a green smoothie. I'm acting that way by moving around today and being and being active. I'm acting that way by putting on great clothes that make me feel good, put a little makeup on, and yes, honey, I'm doing it. And that is how you build yourself by yourself, right? You build somatically because when you start acting that way, you will feel that way. You build your confidence that way. Instead of waiting to feel a certain way to before you are confident, you decide it and you act it out. You decide it and you act it out. You know what? Today I am going to wear that, those red pumps, that red lipstick. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to go for a jog. I'm going to smile at everyone I meet. I'm going to flirt with somebody. I'm going to submit that proposal. I'm going to act like a boss because I want to be a boss. You act the way you want to feel. And this is a big shift. 
And this is something that I started practicing. This I started practicing at the beginning of my refresh journey before I even became a coach. And it was so powerful. In fact, the term, act the way you want to feel, I believe I first heard it in Gretchen Rubin's work. And I can't remember which one. I think it was The Happiness Project. Years and years ago, I read this. And it has become a mainstay for myself, but also something that I share with people often. And I tell you, game changer. I didn't know why, and I don't know if she described it in her book then, but now that I have all the different knowledge that I have, having gone through multiple certifications and multiple trainings, now I have an understanding around somatic intelligence, and I get it now. Okay, this is what's happening when you act the way you want to feel. So I get the science behind it, but you don't even need the science behind it. You don't need all of that stuff. You just need to know that it works. So do it. Finally, finally, last, last, last thing. Learn to be present. Learn to be present. Get into your life. Get out of your head and get into your life. That's actually a book too. I can't remember. I think it's a book on ACT, which is a kind of therapy. Let me tell you, I have books from here to tomorrow. I am studied, honey. I am a studied woman. So anything I'm telling you, trust and believe, I have gone to check it. I want to make sure that it's grounded. And uh, and so often some of it is divinely inspired wisdom. But even with that, God is so God is so awesome. Even when something is a download, divine download, I will always go back and I'll find something to support it because often science is just beginning to catch up with what God has been saying all along. So anyway, get out of your head and get into your life. Become more present. Be in the now. Be here. Stop worrying about what happened yesterday. Stop worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Stop you know, giving away all your power because if you're not present, I want you to imagine what that is. It's like you, you create a situation where you're tiptoeing, you're not, you're you're on a tightrope, you're not really stepping fully down on it. You are you're so disengaged, so you're easily knocked over. Your your mind is everywhere else. But if you learn to be engaged in the now, engaged in the present, and you are taking it all in and you're experiencing it, you're being mindful. What does that look like? What is? What am I sensing? What am I feeling? You're taking it in with all of your senses, which is a kind of forcing yourself to be present, right? To be mindful. What does the ground feel like under my feet? Ooh, that hand upon my, you know, that's brushing against my skin. What does it feel like? What is that smell? What is that scent? What is that, ooh, the breeze through my hair. Like I'm, I'm being a little bit dr- dramatic, but I'm telling you, if you can train yourself to be present, then you stop with all the worry and you stop with all the drama and you stop with all of that and you're able to be in the moment and it grounds you and you're powerful because half of us are mortgage, where we mortgage the power of our presence and the joy of our present with the fear of the future or the pain of our past. Sometimes you have to let that stuff go and just be here. Because to be honest, tomorrow isn't promised. We plan for tomorrow. Of course you should plan for tomorrow. But you should never be so attached to your plan that you don't live in your now. And we honor the history that we've had and and we learn from our past. But we should never build a shrine to it. You want to be in the now. 
and be present and, and feel and experience the fullness of whatever this present has to offer you and commit to that. Can you commit to that? Let me tell you, if you do these four shifts, these four things, try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Okay? Try it at least once and see how it makes you feel. Pay attention to that. Capture the feelings, number two. Number three, act the way you want to feel. And number four, be present. You will begin to harness the power of somatic intelligence and shift yourself into your most iconic self. Thank you so much for listening. I love doing these uh, these ones where I'm not interviewing and I'm just sharing uh, knowledge that comes up, right? But we want to go even deeper. You want to go deeper? Let's go deeper. <laughs> Come with me to the deep end. Well, all I'm really inviting you to do is join our Facebook group. I just started it. It's literally just starting. I don't even know, you know, how many members we just brand new. And as you're listening to this, I want you to be one of our brand new, one of our first inaugural listeners who is coming over to Facebook. And let's talk about this some more. This will be a place where you can ask questions. This is a, be a place where you can, you can share your own experiences. Maybe you went and tried something out. Well, come on over there and put a post on there and tell me how you tried it out and how it made you feel. And, and tell us about the shifts that you're experiencing. This is where you're going to find community around some of the concepts that we're talking about. About, and this idea of being an iconic woman. I cannot wait to meet you. So come on over and join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash iconic womanhood. I can't wait to chat with you soon. God bless. Be well.